Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. We're here with another episode of Black and White Market Chatter right here on Life Planning 101. Uh, myself, Matt Urban, and Aaron Kennedy uh, with uh, another exciting uh, moment of trying to figure out where we're at, where we're going. Uh, we spent the last couple episodes talking about um, kind of the background and the backdrop that's created some of this um I guess froth, maybe mess that we're in, and it's a great way to put it. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get started and see. Aaron, tell me what's gonna change. Hey, I don't I don't think anything. Didn't the house just push through about one point one point eight, almost two trillion dollars worth this of spending morning. this morning? Yeah, I think we're in a point now that we're all learning our lesson, right? And and we're seeing the cause and effect. And have you seen a change? I haven't seen a change. You're watching different news, Aaron. You're watching. <laughs> Yeah, so a little they, facetious there. Right. But we're not slowing down. No, they're not. And uh, things are not getting better. They're getting worse. Inflation is picking up steam. And I know we've we've spent a little bit of time talking about things to do, and I think we need to expand on that and the importance of it. Yeah. Um, back to the basis, you know, when we're looking at portfolio returns for a person, you know, I want, I want to talk about how important getting real returns are versus nominal returns. Real returns is the actual, the, the feeling you get when you have returns on your money. So if my portfolio is made 10% and inflation is 5 I have a real return of 5%. I, I can spend 5% more at a given time than I could in the past. So if you look right now, you know, inflation is almost 20%. I would, I, would, I would put it at somewhere between 16 and 18%. So even if your portfolio is up 16, 18%, you've made nothing. You don't have a real return. No, you, and the core, right? The core is, is was up one full percentage point this last yeah, inflationary period. It's so insane. It's, you know, we've had one of the, the largest... Um, increases in wages but it's not as high as in inflation so people that needed that wage inflation the most are going the other way they're still not able to buy as much goods as they were last year with a higher income and that's problematic that's very problematic yep. you got to be able to buy more and it goes back to the age-old thing um, you know Jim says it best about groceries right right you know grandma used to spend thirty five dollars and have the the sedan full of eight to ten bags of groceries and and now if you go to buy eight to ten bags of groceries which bag you're gonna put back yeah it's pretty for thirty five dollars uh, you're gonna put them all back right you you might get out of there with with one rack of ribs and no sides but that's it <sighs> Yeah, if you're lucky. Half a brisket, maybe? Maybe? Yeah. So, yeah, it's so, just challenging for folks. Yes, it is. And, you know, the I would say the majority of the people that we deal with, and we deal with lots of people, but, but the majority are retirees. Mm -hmm. And they're living off the money that they've been able to save over time. So want to talk about how we can help those people put the same amount of bags of groceries 
and what our playbook's going to be, you know, and, and how we should be thinking of things. So the, so the first thing I wanted to talk about, I think it's the number one way to combat inflation is by investing in commodities. And not just a full basket of commodities, but um, trend-following commodities. And this is the important part. Because when we have high bouts of inflation, people change their behavior. Uh, Going back to the groceries, you know, if I go in and I see a a ribeye steak is $18, I got a family of five, I may start second-guessing that. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, let, let's look at that strip steak, right. or or what about pork chops? Yeah, but that could be the things like, um, you know, if corn's high, you know, if, if feed costs are super high, people are going to be selling off cattle because they can't feed them. Yeah, and it could be things um, if fuel costs are high, business travel is going to be less because if I can't make three trips this week, I might only make two trips this week. My dad was talking about the cost of fertilizer. There you go. Think about how much that trickles down. If people can't raise hay, what are the farmers or the ranchers going to feed their cattle? How are they going to get through the winter? Right. To your point, they're going to start selling off because they cannot afford it. So what does that do to the U.S. consumer? Right. <laughs> Ooh, beef is even going to go up faster than it has been. Right. And just But think about how many commodities you just touched on. And then, and then we hadn't even touched on the real estate part of that. So to your point... You know, you don't want to stay in one thing and just stay idle. No. You, you want to be... You want to be, you, you want to be fluid and be nimble. Right. Another one uh, we were talking about, you know, is uh, wood frame houses. Oh, yes. When lumber was was 1500 right. you know, I'm, I may be looking at steel buildings or right. using halide bricks or maybe there's new technology that's coming out that you can use something completely different. I mean, the 3D printing, I know that's, a, that's not yeah. like totally on the market but they're printing with like a, a concrete printer yes. you know whatever so yes. just different thinking outside the box if you right will. so uh, back to the point if you're if you're investing in commodities you need to be able to move around a little bit because i can promise you the consumer which drives demand is going to be moving around as well they're going to go to the the best price out there or the best utility right you know so Right. So there's number one. Let's 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 find some trend following commodity exposure. Okay, Aaron, I need to stop you right there. We need to take a quick break, and we're gonna come back in right after uh, this break from Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. And we're back with Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. Uh, we were just going over the need to bring some trend-following commodities, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Well, while while we're on this, this you know, you brought up real estate. Yes. So if lumber's going up and steel's going up and copper, one of the ways to um, value real estate is replacement cost. How much does it cost to rebuild that building with all the wiring? With all the stucco, with you know all the sheetrock. Right now, it's about know. three times as much. Yeah. So real estate is another area that can help with inflation, and it's an income producing. So, you know, it's not one for one. Inflation goes up, rent goes up. There's a lag there, you know, but it does help long term. The thing you have to really 
be cognizant of. What kind of real estate are you going to buy? Because uh, whatever you buy can be beaten inflation, um, but by the time you have to sell it, it has to have the same use as when you bought it. Economic value? Is yes. that the right way to think about that? So you said earlier about shopping malls. Yes. That's one tip, but the repurposed ones that are turning into nursing facilities or healthcare facilities, things like that, still have some value. Yes. The ones that are five desolate stores and then one store that's still open, way less. Yes, course, so. you got to be very careful. And uh, I, I love that you brought up malls because that's a big deal. Because malls used to be pretty dang expensive. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal just... Imagine being a kid in the, don't imagine, but I, I remember going to the malls in the yet? 90s. And, <laughs> you know, we'd go there every weekend and uh, stay out. Know, those things aren't, aren't the same. No, it's, it's different. It's way different. Yeah. So if you bought a, a mall back in its heyday, it's, it's worth something vastly different today. Yeah, Even it, if it's being repurposed. Right. So you got to be really careful. Because things are changing. You know, we don't need quite the office space. Um, that's fluid at this point. But, you know, DocuSign, Zoom, all these other technologies are actually letting people work from home a little bit more. Right. Or maybe not even home, just wherever they want to. Yes. Yep. And that, and that's big to this, this next generation yeah, to, be, so to be floating around. So How does that affect office properties? Oh, so, it sure does, you uh, know. But to the other side, industrial parks, fact, uh, not fact, warehouses for shipping mm-hmm. and, and receiving, um, those things are highly sought after because yes. we're, we're buying, an Amazon society. There you uh, go, buying everything online, right? right? So just uh, so when when we're talking, and this goes for everything, it's it's not just a blanket statement. You know, there, there's always pros and cons of whatever strategy you take, but. You know, I think real estate is the easiest one to to acknowledge and, and mm-hmm. people can, can understand. You got you just need to be careful. Right. Right. Not it's, all real estate is created the same. There you go. I like that. Not all real estate is created equally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well that's good. But but real estate in general, so go back to correlating that with the commodities. Yes, have exposure to that, but be nimble in how you do it. Right. Yes. Okay, flexibility. Okay, well, that's great. What else should we be looking at? Um, You know, stocks are a great way long-term to beat inflation. That's like the age-old thing, right? Yeah, but but you got to be careful there long-term. You know, just look at today. You know, if if I'm looking at Caterpillar, and they're able to sell their bulldozers and, and everything else at an increasing price with inflation... That's going to behave very different than a technology that is way, way overpriced that's relying on super low interest rates and nowhere else to go, you know. And that's, that's pretty much the environment we're in today. Right. So you got to be careful. And no matter what the company is, you know, the consumer changes. The consumer moves around and is nimble with what they can buy or willing to buy. So, yes, they work long term, but on a day to day or a month to month or even year to year, you can lag or, yeah. or not. 
Well, we talk a lot about momentum, and we've done shows on that in the past where at different points in the cycle, you want to be in different areas. Yes. You know, value, quality, momentum, growth, you know, different different things. And so you have to be – I think the theme that we're just keep running into is we need to get nimble. Nimble. And stay that way and yeah. be flexible in this because when you get rigid in what you know and you think you, you know it and you, you have the answer. And I, I guarantee if they bring if they if somebody brings you the problem and the solution, you need to raise an eyebrow. Right. Yes. You got You got to be a little bit nimble in that and, and say, what's going on here? What am I not asking? What am I not thinking of? And, and that would be something that this new age. Right. The world shut down. So we were forced to think differently. Right. And so we need to, as advisors and as investors and consumers, uh, and some of us producers need to keep that same nimbleness. Yeah, I agree. I I like it. Now, um, one of the places I do want to bring up is one of the places you do not want to be is completely fixed assets. And when I'm talking about fixed, I'm talking about cash and nominal bonds you know, because think of the big picture. Our government has this huge debt problem, huge debt problem. And the easiest way for them to fix that is to inflate it away. That's right. Inflate it away. I mean, just look, let's go back in the numbers. Um, back in 2000, uh, we had $5.6 trillion worth of debt. So from 2000 to 2016, we grew that four times. 2016, now we got $20 trillion of debt. Wow. And then the five years since then, we're at $28 trillion. And now get this, get this. Okay, okay, you're blowing my mind. $28 trillion worth of debt. Back in 2000, the government was bringing in $2 trillion worth of income. Okay. If we were keeping up, you know, we should have somewhere around 10 to $12 trillion worth of tax receipts. What do we actually have? Four. Four, four. Let's pause right here. We've got to take a quick break. Our final break here on uh, Black and White Market Chatter Life Planning 101. We'll be right back with you. We're back for the final segment of Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101, and we just got the bomb of the government's not keeping up income versus debt. Yes, and, and it's bad. And like I said, the easiest way is to, to inflate that debt away. So if we're sitting at 18 to 20% inflation, you know, if we have another year and a half of this, boom, the dollar's worth 50% of what it was. Hey, their debt on a real basis just went from 28 trillion down to 14. Whoa, yeah. that fixed fast. That fixed it fast. Fixed right? it fast. But what happened to your cash and your bonds and your portfolio? They did the same. They did the same. Cut right now. That is the government debt, you know. Net now you have fifty percent less buying power. And that that's what we're trying to get away from. And it, it's difficult where where prices are today, markets going haywire, you know. One of the ways that we can stay safer in a in an investment portfolio is to use bonds and cash. So, I mean, how do you wrap your mind or, around being safe, but knowing it's going to hurt you? This is what my dad calls going broke safely. Right, 
Right, having that savings account that yeah. uh, buys you less and less goods each year. You know, it yeah. starts at a hundred, it's down to like eighty-five now. You know, pretty close. We're going to be buying fifty percent. Yeah, good. So, how do, how do what do you do? Inflation continues on. Uh, the Fed, if it were responsible, should raise interest rates. So that hurts bonds again. So you know where we're trying to focus is we're we're trying to stay short. Uh, which means very uh, short duration bonds or very short maturities. So we're, we're not hurt by interest rates. And we're trying to buy um, an instrument called a TIP, which is a Treasury Inflation Protected Security. And those TIPs should adjust for inflation. So if inflation creeps up, you know, we should be able to get more out of our bond. So we got we got to be a little bit careful though with the inflation, right? Because yeah. they don't measure it the same. Well, government just uh, the plug here, right? So cola, they're giving everybody a five point nine percent raise because that's what they say inflation Woo-hoo! is, 5.9. right? So then they inflate the medical, is it Medicare Part B premiums by like fourteen percent? Wait a minute, that's fourteen is different than five point nine. It, it Well, it depends on whose math you're using. I think the yeah. government has a dis- different calculator. But that's the point. That is the point. That is the point. The smoothing techniques that the government uses to determine inflation for people that are on Social Security and some of these other programs is designed to help the government, not the people. That's, that's why they don't use food. They say it's too volatile. <laughs> Energy, it's too volatile. Right. Housing, it's too volatile. But we, we the, talked this last time. Right. Who right. on this earth doesn't use fuel, right. food, or housing? It affects every one of us, right. and the numbers are just wrong. Food, water, shelter. Yeah. Right? You can't have. We all have to use it, and it should be part of our uh, inflation projections. So, while we can use tips, these inflation-protected bonds, um, they're not going to give the same protection of inflation that you feel. You know, 6% in a zero interest rate world, that's fantastic. Right. You know, but inflation's 18, I'm still going in the hole. My real yield is a loss of 12%. But it's better than a loss of 18 if that's where real inflation is. Yeah, and so that recency bias really makes us feel comfortable. Or, you know, we even anchor to times that six percent felt really good yes but those are mental mental blocks that we have as investors those biases that we can't seem to let go of so we really have to think keep things in perspective we're doing so good we're we're learning i love this recency bias behavioral finance is this is really what 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 drives our our investing theories and and our behaviors period so if we keep that top of mind we can figure out why we're doing the things we're doing Right. You know. Right. So we're protecting against inflation. Where are we going to find our growth? Yeah. Well, just if we're going back to cash and bonds, one, one of the hottest areas now is the crypto market. You know, some of those have a fixed amount of, of supply. So it kind of takes care of the money printing problem. Uh, it could be another tool that you could use to try to combat the things that we're talking about. And honestly, crypto has been the number one producing producing asset in the history of the world. <laughs> Just you know, the, the shelf life is short. Time. So yeah. you know, any time that you're back testing something, 
and uh, you only have a couple of years or a couple of months, you know, you better be dang careful with what you're doing. So it may be the best performing asset, but it's probably the most volatile asset right. out there too. But, you know, hey, you, you go look in a carpenter's toolbox. Yeah, He's got things in there that he needs for certain things. You know, he doesn't use them all on every project. So keep that in mind. These are just right. tools that we can use to fix a problem. Right. We can't be ignorant to what's worked for hundreds of years, right? Correct. But we also can't be ignorant to the fact that the, there's something new developing that we need to be a part of. So we need to just keep our minds open, stay nimble. We talked about commodities. We talked about real estate. We talked about equities. Um, we didn't touch on our our, our our options like this this time, but um, we want to be talking to people about that. So please call us. We want to visit with you. And um, so Aaron, I think we're getting wrapped up on our time here. And uh, so any last regards or last comments? No, I just think everybody needs to, you know, keep smiling. We're all going to get right. through this. Probably the best piece of advice I could give is turn off the TV. <laughs> you know, quit watching the news. Right. Uh, you know, to me, anyways, it's it's very depressing. So, right. one of the best things I've done, I started hiding my phone once I get home from work, and you know, I sleep so much better. Shut it off. Uh, it's nice. You better shut it off. Just pay attention to things that mean the most to you and your loved ones. Right. Hug everybody's neck. Love everybody, especially those ones closest to you. All right, folks, this wraps it up for this episode of Black and White Market Cheddar on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton and Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member Finner SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton and Associates Incorporated.